the Love Life Church podcast and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Well, we're starting a new one tonight, and it's Faith Is. Tell me already, Faith Is, right? Faith is substance. Let's go. Faith is now. Faith is available to us. How many know growing up in the church, right? I always just thought, man, faith was for those special people. And this is how I know, because when somebody asks you to pray, you're like, oh, oh, how about ask them, right? How about ask, ask pastor? How about because you're not sure if you got faith. You know, like, you're like, I'm not sure I got any faith. But let me tell you, faith is. Faith is now. Faith is available. Faith is yours. You've been given the measure of faith, okay? So Pastor Dan got a measure of faith. You got a measure of faith. Your neighbor got a measure of faith. But how many of y'all know you believed Pastor Dan's measure was real big? Like, Pastor Dan got dump truck and I got teaspoon. No, we've been given the measure of faith. Come on, we've been given the measure of faith. Faith is now. Faith is substance. Faith is yours. Faith is tangible, right? Faith is tangible. Faith is tangible. You can touch it, right? Faith is tangible in the way where you're believing God for something, and it's about to happen when when you believe his word, when you trust in him, as we renew our mind to the word of God, right? God's faith is in us, in the spirit. God's faith is in us, right? We are a spirit. We have a soul and we live in this body. And sometimes this body be real loud, right? Anybody's body be real loud? Try to get up (laughs) in the morning, when you want to snooze, right? You're about to be talking, right? So we have, we are a spirit. And in the spirit, we have all God's faith available to us. It doesn't need to grow up. It doesn't need to mature. We just need to renew our mind to the spirit. We need to renew our mind to the kingdom of God. We need to renew our mind to the word of God. We need to renew our mind to God's way of doing things. We are so caught up in the natural. We're so caught up in what we can see. We're so caught up in what we can do for ourselves. We're so caught up in our generation or how we were brought up or what um, in, you know, we're just so caught up in what we can see. Anybody, right? But we need to walk by faith. We need to walk by faith and faith is Faith is now. Faith is available. Faith is in us, right? Faith already belongs to us in the kingdom of God. We just got to renew our mind to the spirit. We got to renew our mind to the kingdom of God. Paul said in Romans 12 too, and do not be conformed to this world because we can, right? We got faith in the government. We got faith in money. We got faith in what we can see. We got faith in the doctors. And that's us being just conformed to the natural. But we better wake up to the supernatural. We better wake up to the kingdom of God, right? There's greater, there's more. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. For I say through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly. That's for somebody, okay? 
Think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. We've been given the measure of faith, right? How many of us believed that your measure was a teaspoon? Anybody? And you know what? Like when you're going through something, sometimes you're like, I think I just got a measure of a teaspoon. No, you got the measure of faith. You got the measure of faith. All you need to do is renew your mind to the word. You may not have understanding of what God's word says about healing. You may not have understanding of what God's word says about prosperity. You may not have understanding of what God's word says about your new identity in Christ Jesus. You may not have understanding understanding, but we need to grow in understanding of the knowledge of God so that we can operate in his kingdom here on this earth. So we're not just conformed to this world. We're not just a product of our generation. We're not just a product of our culture. We're not just a product of our sickness. We're not just a product of our, our uh, genetic pool. You know, anybody, people, how many grandparents, they're like, oh, well, I'm doing with this. Like, the older they get, they're just telling you all the things they're dealing with. You know, well, what are you having victory in? <laughs> Come on. That should be our faith stance, right? We get together and we're talking about victory upon victory upon victory, going from faith to faith, beyond, beyond, right? And that encourages each other. But how many know we get together and it's easy to talk about, well, I'm dealing with this. Will you stand in agreement with me? And you're just giving the tea and the gossip about everybody. Let's pray for so-and-so. They're dealing with this and this and this and this. Isn't that crazy? Shut up. <laughs> What's it to you? Right? What Jesus said to, to Peter. What's it to you? Man, I get that one. Like, okay, okay. What's it to you? Right? It ain't none of my business. It ain't none of my business. What my business is, is growing in the word. What my business is, is getting knowledge of God's word and his kingdom and his way of doing things so that we don't have to suffer in this government, in this way of doing things, so that we don't have to suffer in this chaos, in this darkness. We have light, right? His word is a lamp. His, his word is light, lighting up our path, lighting up our day-by-day -day steps. So this is why it's so important for us to get in the word, to know the word. And you know what? The more you get in the word, the more exciting it is. You know, like you're just so passionate. You get fired up. Just like the more you eat tacos, how many know you want more? The more you get in the word, let me tell you, you want more. Because more is more, right? Yeah. More is more, right? We, gotta, we have been given the measure of faith. We just got to be transformed into the image of the sun. Into the image of the sun. We are a new creation. You are a new creation. Jesus came to restore us back to the image of God, right? We just, get to, we just have to be transformed to the image of the sun. This is why it is so important for us to study the life of Jesus, to study what Jesus was doing. He came on this earth. What was he doing? He was healing preaching, teaching, healing them all, right? He was walking in authority, taking dominion and power, and he was submitted to the will of God. He was here to fulfill the will of God, to fulfill the will of God, only the will of the Father, surrendering his own will, and we over here complaining, right? How many of y'all complain sometimes? Like, sometimes the Bible's got a lot of rules. Let me tell you, jump on them rules, okay? Those rules are guidelines. And you know what? How many of y'all like to drive fast? 
I love to drive fast. I got a need for speed. I like to feel a little like I'm alive, right? Anyways, but let me tell you, they've been working on this road right here on Camelback, okay? They've been working on this road and it's all black. There's no lanes, okay? There's no lanes. So you pull out, people don't even know. I'm like, bro, that's your lane, get over there. They're in the middle. This isn't a one lane, you know, you can't wiggle in the middle. No, get over there or get over there, pick a lane. But they don't know, right? Because there's no guidelines. There's no, there's no dot, 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 dot. That's your line, stay in your lane. This is my line, stay in my lane. That is how I see the word of God. That's how I see those rules because that means I can go real fast when I know which is my lane. But when I'm busy about your lane, I get slow and detoured, right? Right. We got to stay focused on Jesus. We got to keep our eyes on him, on his word. So I challenge you guys, study the life of Jesus. What was he doing? Man, Jesus, is, he, was, he was walking in the church Flipping tables, throwing all that church merch out the door. We just got the church merch, got the level up shirts. And Jesus came in, get this out of my father's house. We're like, it wasn't church merch. I'm just saying, study Jesus. You want to you know how to live, how we are supposed to be operating here in this earth? He gave us the example. He, he showed us the way. He conquered, he conquered his will, right? And that's what we need to conquer, our will. The hardest thing you'll ever surrender is your will. Surrender your will. Come on. Anyways, right? Have faith. We got to have faith in God, and we got to have faith in his way of doing things. Not our own way, right? Our own way. That's what we have to surrender because our own way is... is um, it's in the natural, right? This is how we make money. This is how we make relationships. This is how we make babies. This is how we make it all. What does God's word say about all those things, right? He has a way of doing things. And it's important for each of us to establish for ourselves what we believe in. This is so vital as a young person, as a, as a married person, as, as a person. You got to believe for yourself. You can't do it for your spouse. You can't do it for your parents. You can't do it for your pastor. You have to believe for yourself. You need to ask yourself. You need to establish for yourself. What do I believe in? I believe God said it. That settles it. I believe in God's word as the ultimate truth. I believe, come on, you have to, you have to establish them guidelines, them rails. You're going to run this race. What, if God's word said it, then I believe it. That settles it, right? It's so important that each of us establish for ourselves what we believe in, what we stand for, right? The world is trying to pressure our young people, pressure our children. This is what you believe in. Don't believe your parents. Don't believe the word. It's outdated. Don't believe the Bible. That's old school. There's a new way of doing things. No, we want the proven way, okay? We want the proven way, right? We need to, we need to establish what do we value? What do we stand for? We stand for Jesus. We're not ashamed of Jesus. We're not ashamed of the gospel. We're not ashamed of the good news, right? We believe in. That's what we value. We value the word. We value church, 
right? We value that we can come together and we can gather and we can hear the word and we can learn the word and we can have community together, right? We value that. What do you believe in? Because what you believe in, let me tell you, you live out. Like your beliefs, you live in out. What you believe in, that's what you speak out. What you believe, you're speaking. What you believe, that's what you're speaking. It's so easy. Sometimes just put your little memo phone on and you hear yourself for the day. You'll hear what you believe in. It might be a little scary, right? What you believe in, that's what you're meditating on. If you believe you're a loser, you believe you're a failure, you believe you'll never make it, you'll believe you'll never get out of this situation, just what you're meditating on. If you believe in Jesus, if you believe you're an overcomer, if you believe you're more than a conqueror, come on, that's what you're meditating on. That's what you're meditating on. What you believe in, that's what you be self-prophesying. Man, I hear this all the time. Man, I always pick a bad guy. I'm always getting cheated on. I'm always, I'm like, watch your words. <laughs> They're so powerful. I always pick the bad guy. <laughs> if you know this, do something different. Like all of us, right? It's like, you, you're just self prophesying you're you're speaking that into existence and guess what happens it happens it happens right what you believe in is what frames your perspective it frames your narrative it frames your outlook it frames your your confident expectation for the good or the bad that's why two kids can come from the same home have totally different lives have totally different outlooks they perceive everything totally different. You know, one's a victim of what happened and one's a conqueror for what happened. Like, rah, what doesn't kill me makes me stronger. Like seriously, but same home, same upbringing, but a different outlook. Believed different. Oh, believe my parents hate me. What in the world? Check your narrative. And once you start believing that, you, that's all you see. You see every little correction. Man, guys, love correction. If I could just instill that in you, love correction. If you have nobody in your life who corrects you, you got nobody in your life who loves you. You got nobody in your life who has that. You want somebody in your life with authority over you, okay? Let me tell you, because there comes a lot of security when somebody can correct you with the word, right? And with your attitude. We just need people in our life to like, hey, what's up? Right? What's up? Because what you believe in, it's framing your perspective. It's framing your outlook. It's also framing your expectation. Let me encourage you. Believe in Jesus. Believe in Jesus. Have faith in God, right? Have faith in the word of God. Do you believe the word of God as the ultimate truth, right? Nobody could, nobody could shake you. Nobody can change that thought in your mind. No, I believe God's word. Then you got to settle that in your heart, right? Believe in the word of God. Believe what God says about you over what you say about you. Believe what God's word says about you over what anybody 
other person said about you, what that ex said about you, what your parents said about you, what that teacher said about you, what that comment wrote about you, and that person, you don't even know who that is. Some anonymous somebody and you over here crying over some stupid comment, right? Because so-and-so didn't like you and -and so-and-so didn't follow you back and -and so-and-so. You guys, the things that we are petty over in this generation, anyways... Believe what God's word says about you and believe in your new creation identity. Believe you are in Christ Jesus. God sees you through the blood of Jesus. Make that divine exchange, Come that caterpillar to butterfly, right? Roly poly oly on the floor to flying and living the dreams, right? See yourself in Christ Jesus. Believe in your new new creation, your new identity. That's why we have the I am's, right? We have the I am's. You can repeat the I am's until you're blue in the face, but you got to believe them. You got to mix them with faith, right? You got to mix them with faith. We got to be conformed to the word of God and not conformed to this world any longer, right? And it's way of doing things. This world has a way of doing things. God's word has a way of doing things. And this is the, the, the exchange all the time. The world's way, our parents' way, our own way, for God's way, for his kingdom, right? For his way of doing things. This choice is yours to grow in the knowledge of God. We don't have a faith problem. We have a knowledge problem. I, I, growing up or whatever, I was always thinking I didn't have enough faith or I didn't have, you know, my, my faith was only a teaspoon of faith. I just didn't have the knowledge of God's kingdom, of his way of doing things in that area of my life. And at a young age, I wanted to know what's God's way of doing things for this? What's God's way doing things for this? We were in missions one time. We're in Mexico. Pastor Dan's having a Ask me anything. And I like raise my hand and I ask a personal question about my life. And everybody laughs, you know. And he's like, we were asking if anybody had a question about the Bible, Sasha. (laughs) Because I'm just that one was, how does that apply to me? How does that apply to my dysfunctional family? How does that apply to like me beating the system? How does that apply to me getting out of here? How does that apply? Because, you know, I got plenty of questions. It's like, I was like, Oh, okay. And now all the ask me anythings are all popular. Whatever. You know me, just ahead of my time sometimes. <laughs> well, everybody was laughing. But anyways, right? I'm just saying, we need to start asking how this word applies to our everyday life. How does this word apply to my everyday routine? How does this word apply to my parenting, to my relationships? How does this word apply to my outreach, my influence, right? How does this word apply to my career, to my fulfilling my purpose and destiny? How does this word apply? We need to grow in the knowledge of God and receive all of his benefits. Because let me tell you, he's a rewarder, all right? He's got rewards. He's got benefits. He's got promises. How many of y'all go for the career with the good benefits, okay? We want, we want that job with the good benefits. Let me tell you, the kingdom of God got good benefits, all right? You want to sign up for this insurance policy? It's a guaranteed, all right? We got the best benefits available to us. We got the best promises. But 
We can't stay ignorant of his promises. We can't stay ignorant ignorant of his word because then we don't even know. We don't even know the promise. We don't even know that it's available to us. So that's how we miss out, okay? This is how we miss out. You are a child of God, all right? Your father is the king of kings. Let's go, right? If you're a prince or a princess, let me tell you, you have a whole different life than just a nobody, right? But what happens is, we don't get the knowledge of God, so we don't even know who we are. We're like, oh, no, I'm not a child of God. I'm a child of so-and-so Lucero. You know, that's, I'm a, my birth certificate says, but let me tell you, you've been born again to a new kingdom. And it's time to learn your new certificate. <laughs> you got a certificate, the word of God, all right? Stamped in the blood of Jesus, sealed, let's go, right? So we got to learn about our new family, the new way of doing things, and all of God's precious promises so that we don't have to struggle, right? We will struggle because that's life, right? We're going to have hard times, but we don't have to go through this life without faith. We don't have to go through this life without God. We don't have to go through this life without his precious promises. We don't have to go through this life without a real relationship with Jesus. Let me tell you, that changes everything. A real relationship with Jesus. Fellowship. We've been restored. Let me tell you, talking to Jesus, acknowledging God, bringing him into the situation. God, I need your help. I need your direction. For my everyday life, right? Walking by faith and not by sight. We got to show up to grow up, right? How many of y'all want to stay ignorant or how many of y'all want to show up to grow up? Okay, don't raise your hand for either, right? You're not sure. We, we have to make that choice because what happens? We come to church and we have a little disagreement. Even if you're single, you can have a disagreement with yourself real easy, right? Are you hungry? Are you thinking about this and you're thinking about that? And what happens? You miss out on the word that's going out. And that's how we stay ignorant, right? We just come, make sure we look cute. We was here, God, hey. And then all the, during the whole service, you're just thinking about this. You're thinking about that. Got to take care of this. How am I going to take care of that? How am I going to do this? How am I going to pay that? Hear the word. Like, hear the word. Let the word of God get planted in your heart. And that's how we're going to have and the more than enough, right? That's how the situation is going to change when we start mixing it, mixing our faith, right? Because each of us have great faith. We've been given the measure of faith, and we don't have to beg God for faith. God, I just need more faith to pay the rent. And you know what? What you know? What you actually need? You need a budget, because most of us have a job, and most of us have a paycheck. And somehow, when we get that paycheck, everything is fun right? We're going to go to the movies. We're going to go see Spider-Man. We are going to do, we're going to have popcorn and everybody else is invited and we're going to go to the fat cat and we're going to go to main event and we're going to like, hey. And then what happens when rains do? You don't pay. Why? Because nobody sat you down and taught you. There's a different way of doing things, Right? This is how you budget. This is how you give. This is how you save. 
And not just, those are principles also. And then you mix your faith with the kingdom of God. You mix your faith with God's way of doing things. You mix your faith, making sure that you're sowing, believing that God's word is going to be multiplying that seed sown, right? We got to be mixing our faith. So that's how I'm saying don't stay ignorant. And then when we're ignorant and we don't have rent, and what do we do? We blame God. God, why didn't you provide for me? God, I need a better job that gives me more money. Let me tell you, more money, more problems. More money, more bills, okay? More money, more budgeting. More money, just it, it, it's for everybody, right? Everybody just dreams about, like, if I only had more money, if you can't be faithful with this money, you're going to bring the same habits into that money, right? And it's still going to be wasted. So this is all I'm saying. We have everything Available to us in the kingdom of God. We just got to renew our mind to the spirit. We got to renew our mind to the word of God. We got to renew our mind to God's way of doing things. Because we've got great faith, right? We don't need to beg God for faith. We don't need to beg God. God, send revival. Send revival. Make a move in this generation because they need you, them little hellions. They need you, Lord. And people be praying and praying and praying. It's like, what are you talking about? Inspire a generation. Show them what it looks like to be excited and happy and passionate about the kingdom of God and to be living the blessed life, right? That's what we're supposed to be doing. And what are we just begging God, begging God, begging God, send revival. He's like, I already sent Jesus. I gave you my word. Grow up. Grow in understanding. It's so important for us to get hungry for understanding of the word. Not just knowledge, not just memorizing it, but an understanding of how this applies to me. How does this apply to my generation? How does this apply to me fulfilling the will of God and fulfilling purpose and destiny? Because we got so many people out there and they're so empty because they're like, there's got to be more than this. There's got to be more than this. There's not enough drugs to fulfill this whole. There's not enough people to have enough relationships with to fulfill this whole. This need to fulfill purpose this need to fulfill more than just this right and that's fulfilling the will of God how do we fulfill the will of God renew our mind to the word renew our mind to the word like God your will be done your will be done your will be done do it Lord do it Lord renew your mind renew your mind to the word of God you don't have to beg God for faith we have the faith of God in us it's available to us the same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in us, dwells in us. Come on. We just got to wake up to what's inside of us. Everything's been made available to us in the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is just not way up in heaven, some spooky thing, you know, bring down the kingdom. The kingdom of God is right here in us, right? Right here in us, working in us, right? We just have to renew our mind to the spirit and grow from faith to faith. Paul said in Romans 1.16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Let's go. How many of y'all ready to rap? I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation. We are not ashamed of Jesus. We should not be ashamed of the gospel. Man, people be posting and blasting and everything. I don't even know what people post and blast. I haven't been on anything, but whatever. But if you don't post this, then you're not this. Well, who, who are you to tell me, right? 
We need to be posting and boasting about Jesus, right? We're not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation from his wrath and punishment to everyone who believes in Christ as Savior, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. The righteousness of God, both springing from faith and leading to faith, discloses the way that awakens more faith. As it is written and forever remains, the just and upright shall live by faith. We live by faith. We are in right standing with God. The good news is Jesus. Jesus came. He made a way. The good news, he's restored us, right? And as new creations in Christ, we're in right standing with God. We are at peace with God. That's why people got that like burning hole and nothing can fill it, nothing can fill it. Because they're like, they're not at peace. (laughs) They're not at peace. They can't lay their head down and rest because they're not at peace. They need Jesus. They need Jesus, right? They need his word. They need purpose, right? We're at peace with God. We are in restored relationship with God. We are led by the spirit of God, not just led by our flesh. Imagine Jesus is a preaching, teaching, healing them all. That makes me so excited. If Jesus can go and heal a whole city, how many are ready to go and heal a whole hospital? How many are ready to go and heal a whole high school? How many are ready to go, come on, and heal a whole concert? <laughs> Let's go. Look, he went and healed them all. He went and healed them all. Wake up to your purpose. We gotta be walking by faith, not by sight, not just, not just this stuff. What we're dealing with becomes so irrelevant when you start waking up to purpose. When you start waking up to who you truly are, right? Walking by faith, not by sight. Being led by the spirit of God. The good news is the gospel. And we're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus. We're not ashamed to stand for Jesus and his power, right? His freedom, his love, his victory, his faith. We are saved by grace through faith in Jesus. His faith is our faith. His faith is our faith. That's why we look to Jesus. We look to Jesus, right? We keep our attention on him, letting Jesus be the example that frames our thinking. So Jesus, you be the example that frames our thinking. Jesus, you be the example that frames our culture. Jesus, you be the example that frames our generation, our perspective, our narrative, our outlook, right? Jesus, you be the example, Jesus, you be the example. Hebrews 12.1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses who by faith have testified to the truth of God's absolute faithfulness, stripping off every unnecessary weight and the sin which so easily and cleverly entangles us. Let us run with endurance. How many are ready to run with endurance? Right? We got those guidelines, we got those guardrails, we got those lines on the road. Let's run with endurance, right? Be relentless in the race that is set before us, looking away from all that will distract us and focusing our eyes on Jesus. Looking away, how many know, you guys know what distracts you. Each of us have something different. Some of us, it is tickety TikTok, snappity Snapchat, or YouTube shorts, or 
Like anybody, you're just down the trail or whatever it is. You're just gone, 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 gone. You wake up, you're like, whoa. Right? Set the phone down. <laughs> you know what? We just need to put our phones away once in a while. Anybody? I love like just taking my watch off or my Apple watch and putting my phone off. And then like you get back and you're like excited. There's like 21 messages like, wow, that's cool. You know, y'all know who you were today, man. Y'all was blowing up the phone. That was wild. I was like 22 messages. You know who you are. I was just putting it down. It's cool. It's cool to realize that it doesn't have a hold on you, right? Every time it just makes a noise. <gasps> no. Then it's actually kind of exciting when you come back to it, right? Looking away from all the distracts us and focusing ours on Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of faith. The first incentive for our belief and the one who brings our faith to maturity. Who for the joy of accomplishing the goal. You know what the goal was? To fulfill the will of God. To fulfill the will of God, right? Set before him, endured the cross, disregarding the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, revealing his deity, his authority, right? And the completion of his work. We have some great heroes of faith in the Bible. If you don't know, it's time to open up your Bible and read Hebrews chapter 11. Read the whole chapter. Woo! Check you out. There's some homework, right? And it talks about the heroes of faith, right? And what are they doing? They're testifying to us that God is faithful. That God is faithful. He did it back then. Come on. And we're in the new covenant. We're walking in redeemed relationship, right? We're walking in. We have the spirit in us. They were praying for the spirit, right? We have everything that we could need. In Hebrews 11, it says, by faith, Abel. By faith, Enoch. By faith, Sasha. By faith, Miguel. Come on. By faith, Mr. Angel. Let's go. By faith, what is it that you're believing for? By faith, Mr. Tim. By faith, what are you believing for, right? What are you believing for? Go to those heroes in the Bible, read them stories and how Jesus be bringing them out. He was in them. He was with them. There's another in the fire. We just sang that song. Stand in here with me. How many of y'all been through the fire, right? And you know you're not alone. You know you're not alone, coming out not smelling like smoke, because smoke fire is crazy. I was grilling some steaks the other day, man, the fire. So what happens is, <clears throat> if you don't clean your grill, all the fat from them juicy ribeyes just be splashing everywhere or something. Well. I was, I was a little bit scared. I ran inside. Pashalau bought us this blanket that you throw over a fire. I ran inside to go grab the blanket. I was like, whoa, this is bad. It was bad. But I, I kind of shut the door and just look out the window for a little bit. <laughs> I was a bit scared. I didn't even tell the girls this happened. But anyways. <laughs> She saw the blanket out, and that was weird. But it was a little sketchy. But I'm just saying, it smelled like fire. 
Like, when I walked inside, there was so much black smoke everywhere. My eyes were burning. I was like, it was the black smoke, too. Like, you know it's scary when the smoke is black, right? There's smoke that's gray, and then there's smoke that's black. All I'm saying is that my hair stunk. I smell like smoke. And I had to go take a shower and think about that, whatever. They went through the fire and didn't smell like smoke, right? Jesus was with them. Jesus is with us. Have faith in God. Have faith in his word. Have faith in his promises, right? And look to those heroes of faith. By faith, by faith, they received what God had promised them, right? What do we got to do? We got to let go of whatever's holding us back. We got to let go of whatever's distracting us, right? We got to let go of whatever's tripping us up. Those little things, those little things that keep tripping us up, we got to let them go, looking away from everything that distracts us, and be relentless in what? In trusting Jesus. We got to be relentless in trusting God. We trust God that he is faithful. We trust God that he is able. We trust God that all that we need is already available to us. We trust God that by faith we received the promise. By faith we received it all, right? We just have to trust God. Stop wasting our time, wasting our thoughts, wasting our attention on distracting things. And start focusing on putting God first putting his kingdom first, prioritizing time with him, not being religious like, oh, I read this, I read a chapter, I read this. No, prioritizing intimate time with the word and the word of God coming alive to you. Prioritize intimate time with a relationship with Jesus, right? You got time to, to look up all the tea. You got time to go on all your favorite, you know, who's this and who's that and the vendor something, um, what is it called? You know that show that y'all be watching, but I don't know the name of it. But they're having a reunion. And they're having a reunion and all the tea is going to come out. And let me tell you, you are caught up on the tea. You want some good tea? Get in the Word. Get in the book of Genesis. There's all kinds of tea. You got your own novella right there available to you. Be careful if you have it on the, the story time. You go into bed, you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. The Bible come alive. <laughs> Anyways, right? Stop wasting time being distracted and let's get focused on the word. Let's get focused on prioritizing God first. When you wake up, acknowledge God. Acknowledge God. Acknowledge that he's got a plan and he's got a purpose for your every day, for your right now. And stop saying, God, use me, use me. Just like, no, become usable. Become usable. Filling yourself with the word that you actually have something to offer others, right? Not just opinions, not just tea, not just gossip, not just, ah! no. What we have to offer you is the word. And that's what we're going to come together and come in agreement because faith is. Amen? Faith is. Y'all ready to go on this journey of faith is. Faith is now. Faith is substance. Faith is ours. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. I love you guys. Thank you all for coming tonight, and we will see you all on Sunday. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past
podcast episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you. Thank you.